Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another On the Water with Dustin White. How you doing, Dustin? Marvin's are great. Uh, we are starting to cool off a little bit here in our temps uh, here in central Wyoming, so it's starting to get a little bit into that, that pre-fall weather, so it's nice to have a little cooler temps. Yeah, absolutely. Does that mean it's windy? Uh, it's well, it always is, but <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a, a bit windy. Um, we haven't had days yet where it feels like it's outright nuking, you know, out there. It's just just pretty consistently uh, breezy. Um, you know, us as guides, we're not really paying too much attention to it, but uh, you know, if you're high sticking from the drip boat with your fly line, uh, you know, it can act a li- little bit like a sail on you. So uh, the client, the guest in your boat might notice it a little more than we do, but uh, nothing, uh, nothing we're not uh, used to at this, at this time of year. Yeah. And you were telling me before we started recording, you've finally been able to fish the lower sections of the reef. Yeah. Yeah. We've been getting down into town and uh, had a fun day uh, just day before yesterday, throwing hoppers down there and had some, some really, really, uh, happy fish, uh, looking to eat some hoppers. And so that, that was fun definitely to get back into, uh, the old stomping grounds, uh, as it were. So yeah, stuff started to shape up like that. A few of our guides have even gone a little further East. Uh, so that's, it's been good. They've actually been floating, you know, through town proper. And, uh, so we're, uh, we're excited about that, that we're finally, you know, we're a couple months behind, but uh, finally able to start to, to see some of those lower stretches. Yeah. And so uh, what do the weed situation look like down there? It's still pretty grassy. You know, in slack water, you're going to have, you know, a lot of vegetation that's starting to, you know, accumulate. Uh, you know, they've been dropping flows on us. So it's going to take, you know, a little bit for that to keep flushing downstream. Um, you know, with that, uh, a lot of folks might find it annoying if they're fishing the foam line. Um you know, that they're, they're typically accustomed to, you know, you're going to be getting your flies regardless if you're nymphing, regardless if you throw in dries, regardless if you're stripping streamers, you know, you're going to start to accumulate some gunk on those. So, you know, try to work on that, the, the inside corners, right. Um, those faster riffly water on the inside is going to be having a little less vegetation than, than kind of going down the gut or the outside where, where you see that foam line at. So if you can f- focus on the inside corners, a little faster water, riffly water, uh, you could get some, uh, good presentations without too much, uh, moss accumulating on your flies. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, you just practice your slap, right? Exactly. Yeah. If you can learn the big horde slap, uh, just make sure to do it the opposite side of the boat than the fish are on, you know, don't, <laughs> don't do it over the run you're fishing, but, uh, the other side and you'll be fine. Yeah. So, uh, so if we head all the way out to Thermopolis, what are you guys seeing out on the big horn? Yep. Yep. So, uh, obviously, you know, like we were seeing on the North Platte, it's going to be a bit mossy. Um, we're seeing a uh, pretty decent dry fly action that the trico spinner fall in the morning. If you hit it early enough, it's been uh, really, really productive. So you're still pretty eager to eat hoppers out there. Um, you know, it right now it's caddis, caddis, caddis. So if, if folks are wanting nymph there, having some caddis, uh, presentations for those fish, uh, definitely is, is, is advantageous. Um, they're dropping the flows, uh, down to 1300 CFS, uh, here in a, a day or so. So, um, you know, we're going to be seeing fish kind of consolidate um, into, uh, you know, the choke points folks might be uh, typically accustomed to seeing them in. Um, and, you know, with, with the temps, what they are out, even though our air temps are cooling off, those fish are still sitting in the faster riffly water. And I, I would expect that's still going to be the case as, uh, if not more so, as, as those, those flows drop. Yeah, got it. And so on the caddis front, are you fishing dries or are you fishing subsurface pupa and stuff like that? 
we're, we're fishing both. Um, obviously, you know, when you see heads looking up, um, a pretty standard elk hair caddis is gonna gonna yield some some positive results for you. But yeah, we're gonna throw more larval and, and pupa uh, presentations until we see you know consistent uh, heads looking up. Whether that's one fish or you know a couple fish that are you know consistently working, or that really good pod of of rising fish slurping that we all uh, love to see. Um, you know, you can almost tell the difference between, you know, that trico spinner fall and the caddis hatch. I mean, just by the uh, veracity of, of the takes from the fish. So a little more slurps, you know, a little softer, um, you know, eats that uh, those fish just kind of work in the biomass of the trichos. Whereas if you have that kind of skittering caddis, they're going to they're going to take it a little more aggressive. So your ears can even tell you if you can't quite pick up what they're eating. Your, your ears can tell you uh, a lot about what uh, to be throwing there. Um, in that difference, but, uh, no, typically we're going to be nymphing, uh, our caddis until, uh, again, we start to see those, uh, fish starting to look up. Um, the other day did pretty well doing a dry dropper and having, you know, the dry on the surface and running a tag off the back and kind of present both best of both worlds there. Yeah. And so, uh, how's the mile been treating you? I've been having, uh, some, some really, really wonderful days of the mile. Um, we're, we're, Kind of same thing. We're seeing, you know, a lot of caddis of those fish are eating um, throughout the whole day. Um, we're getting some smaller uh, PMDs and some pseudos uh, in the afternoon. So um, th- that's been kind of mid-afternoon, um, but uh, definitely less moss there uh, than, say, the reef or, or the horn uh, will have had. So uh, horn, uh, the mile's been fishing really, really well. The road, uh, thankfully, has been good <laughs> to us uh, without uh, too much rain. Um, we don't have to really deal with any of the bentonite slush or, or, or deep ruts. So it's it's been good. Uh, there you go. And got a question for you from Brenner. And, uh, you know, I think on a maybe not the last one, but the one before, we were talking about carp fishing and how they like to uh, to eat berries and vegetation that drop in the water. And Brenner was curious, yeah. you know, what vegetation do the carp kind of in your area eat? And, you know, is there a favorite fly and how do you tie it? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm back in Ohio, obviously that mulberry hatch is, um, you know, pretty, pretty fantastic. I'm actually, you know, I know a lot of folks will tie uh, those patterns with chenille. Um, You know, I'm going to actually tie mine with uh, the egg yard, uh, pretty classic that we would use uh, for, for steelhead eggs Uh, out here. Uh, we don't have much for a mulberry hatch uh, on on the rivers we're on, but we do get a cottonseed hatch uh, from the cottonwood trees. And so, uh, at that point, I'm going to be t- tying a, a very specific, you know similar pattern, um, but with kind of sparsely tied uh, egg yarn. Uh, probably you know think whites, think creams, that those sorts of colors. Um, but uh, you'll want to after you tie that, pick that material out. So you have kind of a uh, more dense uh, core to it um, as you tie that on. I like to tie mine on scud hooks. Um, and then as you work out from there, uh, you'll really start to pick that material out pretty thin. And uh, that gives uh, a pretty good uh, presentation uh, to those fish. Uh, although, you know, folks don't have that and and they're seeing fish that are eating those, those uh, cottonwood seeds on the surface. Um, I mean, there's plenty of other um, materials that, that can work well. Um, they're keyed in on it. They're looking up and they're eating pretty good. Um, anything that's, you know, if you even just have, you know, your elk, elk, your elk hair caddis, a Turks, uh, tarantula, something like that in your box, if they're keyed in and looking there, 
um, and they're really, you know, eating with abandon, um, just about anything uh, could potentially work. But in terms of really matching the hatch, if um, what I would prefer to do is is tie that with that egg yarn uh, and then uh, use your bodkin or, or, you know, your pick, whatever you have, start to pick that material out. You could even use your, you know, the, um, you know, more of the scrap hair scissors, not your good pair, but scrap hair scissors and use those, the points of that to pick that material out. That gives you a good presentation for that. Um, obviously, going to be a little tighter on that material with the, the mulberry um, patterns, but still the same premise. And do you dress that with like silicone floating and then dry it out with the powder if you have to? Is that kind of how you do it? I, you know, I probably want to do, you know, I don't typically do the silicone floatant. Uh, the powder uh, itself uh, can work, but um, usually those fish are eating it and the presentation you're making that to them is, uh, is a pretty immediate take. So you're looking at that fish that's looking up, um, you know, so it's, it's a kind of an immediate plop, you know, you really want to kind of bonk them. And then, uh, so it seems a bit foreign, a bit weird for folks to, you know, usually we want this super soft, super delicate presentation on those carp. Um, but, uh, you know, especially with the mulberries, you know, back, back east of folks have that really, really kind of plop that down in the water. And those, those fish kind of key in on that audible sort of, um, impact there, obviously not as much of the cottonwood seeds. Um, but, uh, you pick that out enough with that material, you really don't have to, um, you know, doctor it up, kink it up or anything like that, uh, to keep it floating. Um, uh, cause Really, a lot of times they're eating uh, just as it starts to sink too. So um, I don't. Uh, if it's starting to sink too much, you know, might throw some of the dry, uh, drying agent that drying uh, powder on it. Uh, but other than that, uh, no, not really. With with personally with with the float we use here. Uh, got it. And is there anything you know? Sometimes I know we'll we'll cast kind of behind the fish to make them turn around. Is that a a good tactic to maybe tilt things in your favor? Yeah. Yeah. And it really depends on your positioning too. Obviously if someone, you know, being in a, in a, you know, a boat, um, whether it's a flats boat, like where you run here, or if someone's in a raft, um, you know, to position yourself like that. Uh, great. If you're in a wade situation and you might not have that, that luxury, um, you know, to kind of avoid, especially if there's, you know, if there are trees and kind of blocking, um, your, uh, angling that you could take, uh, from it, you might not have that luxury, but if, if you can and can maneuver yourself, then absolutely. Uh, got it. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media. If we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag. We're in our drawing for a half day of guided fishing with Dustin at the end of the season. And, uh, Dustin, before I let you go, you want to let folks know uh, where they can find you and book you and all that kind of good stuff. Yep, absolutely. As I've said before, I proudly guide for the Ugly Bug Fly Shop located right here in Casper, Wyoming. Um, if folks want to get on the books, you can give us a call at 307-234-6905. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram at Dustin James White. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, you owe it to yourself to take advantage of the long holiday weekend to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Dustin. Tight lines, Marvin. Thanks so much. 